Here it is. I will call the meeting of the City of Spring Lake Park Planning Commission to order. Uh, Mr. Buckles, could you please take the roll? Commissioners Weiss? Here. Callahan? Here. Delfs? Here. Cobbs? Here. Julian? Here. Chair Hanson? I am here. Um, so before we say the Pledge of Allegiance, I'm just going to go over the, the rules quick here, just because we haven't had a meeting in a while. <laughs> or at least I almost forgot how to, how to do the rules. So, and this is for everybody out here too, so. So I call the meeting to order and then the staff, our esteemed staff, will describe the proposal. And then the applicant has an opportunity to explain the proposal if the staff missed anything or if you want to embellish on what the staff said. And then the uh, commission will ask question, can ask questions and then any citizens on hand can ask questions. And the citizens are, if they're going to do a comment, just like, I don't like this or this is great, then that's limited to three minutes. And then a, if you have a group of residents, it's limited to 10 minutes. So you better have a daggone good speaker if it's going to be a, just limited to 10 minutes. It's going to be on the clock. And then after everyone has addressed the subject, uh, then the planning commission chair will close the hearing. And I'll, well, not, not that I know that I'm going to be chair, but the chair will typically open the public hearing for the citizens after the description of the project. Uh, then uh, commissioners can follow up with any follow-up questions. And lastly, we'll make a formal recommendation. Does anybody have any questions, queries, comments? Quit talking. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now that we have that, now we can get our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, now comes a faithful moment for the election of officers for 2024. The chair will entertain any nominations for chairperson at this period of time. I'd like to nominate Hans Hansen for chairperson. I second that nomination. Are you sure you don't want it? Nope. Play <laughs> <laughs> pass. Okay. Okay. Any other nominations, queries? Do I have to make a speech? No. Oh, good. <laughs> we, might good. Take, we might rescind that if we have to We're going to take that out. Okay. Well, I would entertain uh, Mr. Buckholtz uh, calling the roll because we'll just do this orally. If anybody wants to abstain, they can. Commissioner Commissioner Zweis? Yeah. Allahan? Aye. Delfs? Yeah. Aye. Aye. Cobbs? Aye. Julian? Aye. Chair Hansen? No, oh, I abstain because I was nominated. 
so. You can vote for yourselves. <laughs> well, that uh, now being chaired, then I will entertain nominations for the election of a vice chair. And it can't be me. I'll nominate Commissioner Dolphs. I'll second that nomination. Okay, we got a first and a second. <laughs> Any discussion? All right, Mr. Buckles, will you take the roll, please? Commissioner Zwayas? Aye. Hallahan? Aye. Delfs? Aye. I'll vote for myself. <laughs> Cobbs? Aye. Shane. Julian? Aye. Chair Hansen? Aye. All right, we got that uh, messy business taken care of. Now we move on to the approval of the meeting minutes from October 23rd, 2023. <clears throat> I'll make a motion to approve the minutes. All right. I'll second that. Okay, motion made, motion seconded. Any other comments by the commission? All in favor, say aye. 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 Okay. All opposed, say nay. All right, the meeting minutes are approved. Now we'll open this momentous meeting for 2024 with the public hearing on the conditional use permit for Northtown Auto Sales located at 8325 University Avenue Northeast. And we will turn it over to Kristen from Stantec to give the staff presentation this evening. Good evening, commissioners. Hi, Kristen. My name is Kristen Baldonado. I am from Stantec. I'm filling in for Phil Carlson tonight. Um, so the first item we have is a request from Northtown Auto Sales. You're requesting a conditional use permit to include auto service as a permitted use at the property located at 8325 University Avenue Northeast. Auto repair is listed as a conditional use. <clears throat> In the C2 zoning district where this property is located, um, the property history is included in the planning report. Um, some of the key issues over the years have been that the property has had some compliance issues with number of parked vehicles uh, being over the currently permitted limit of 58. The property also does not meet the setbacks and impervious coverage requirements. Uh, with this requested addition for auto service use, we can attach additional conditions that the city finds reasonable, which is to improve the property appearance. So the city is proposing for the property owner to install a new eight-foot landscaped boulevard. <clears throat> so this will ultimately improve the appearance but not greatly interfere with the purpose of the property, which is to sell cars. Um, 50 cars will remain after this landscaped boulevard is installed should the property owner choose to do that. Um, so the rec recommendation before the Planning Commission tonight is to recommend uh, voiding the current special use permit at 8325 University Avenue Northeast and to recommend approval of a new conditional use permit including auto repair use for Northtown Auto Sales with the following conditions which incorporate, restate, and modify the current permit conditions with the following findings of fact. I'm just going to read the conditions of approval. For the record, the current special use permit at 8325 University Avenue Northeast approved in March 1985 and amended in December 1985 and December 1993 is voided 
and replaced with a new conditional use permit. Auto repair may be conducted on site as long as all repair work is done completely within the building and all other conditions of this permit are adhered to. Three, a new landscaped boulevard along University Avenue Frontage Road will be added as illustrated in the planner's report of January 22nd, 2024, consisting of an additional eight foot wide landscaped area in addition to the existing five foot wide landscaped area for a total of 13 <coughs> feet wide. The new boulevard will be planted with overstory trees approximately 30 feet on center, center and low shrubs in a plan to be prepared by the owner and re reviewed and approved by the city planner and city engineer. All landscaping will be installed as indicated on the approved landscape plan and guaranteed for at least one year. The plan is to be completed by October 1st, 2024. The number of parked cars on site at any one time, including vehicles for sale, involved in repair, or customer parking, is limited to 50, as illustrated on the recommended site plan in the planner's report of January 22, 2024. All vehicles on site must be legal and operational for public highways. Hours of operation are 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Monday to Friday, and 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Saturdays. On-site lighting will be confined to the premises. Any changes in site lighting plan are to be reviewed and approved by the city engineer. Existing green space to be maintained. <coughs> Fencing will be kept in good repair and attract an attractive appearance. All other city standards related to drainage of the site and other site features are to be followed. Any changes must be reviewed and approved by the city engineer. So with that, I'm going to move on to the recommendation, which is uh, the recommendation is that the Planning Commission recommend voiding the current, oh, I, I, I did read this, but I'll just read it again, the current special use permit at A325 University Avenue Northeast and recommend approval of a conditional use permit, including auto repair use for the Northtown auto sales with the conditions stated that I just read. Um, That's all I have for now. Any questions for me? How long do they have to do the landscaping? Um, the plan is to be completed by October 1st, 2024. So I'm not sure if Phil intended that the plan is to be repaired or the landscape ha landscaping has to be done, but it it seems like that should be clarified. It might be that the la it's the landscaping might actually have to be done by October 1st of this year. That's how I'm going to read that for now. Okay. I just wanted that kind of publicly stated. Okay. Because you look good on camera. That's why. Oh. There you go. <laughs> um, any other questions from the commission? I don't know if this is so much directed towards you. I know it states in here that the enhancement, like the, the shrubbery and stuff, would need to be warranted for a year, which is pretty common with new landscaping. Um, what provisions are being put in place to ensure that after the year it doesn't just kind of turn into 
an overgrown mess. Yeah, typically um, you maybe have like a city staff person go out and do an inspection. Maybe um, once it's the property owner acknowledges that it's been completed and then maybe a year after that just to kind of check on it. And Dan, maybe this is more directed towards you. Is that a provision that could be put in there that it would need to remain aesthetically pleasing? Uh, yes, uh, we can We can certainly look at adding that into as a condition that the landscaping has to be maintained. operation it said nine to nine on uh, Monday through Friday is that nine o'clock late to be banging on cars when there's is residential people right behind I mean during the week I don't know if that's too late I don't know or is that just the standard like noise 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 ordinance that would be um, enforced with that? that that would be earlier than what the code is by I believe an hour and um, think it's consistent with what was in the previous uh, special or the current special use permit so it's just continuing on that language from what was what's currently in effect and with the fact that they um, have had some citations or letters written to them regarding the number of vehicles that were there um, over that amount um, what are we going to do to what can be done to be, ensure that that will be at that 50, drop down to 50 instead of 58, and be at that even with cars that will be serviced there. Uh, th thank you for that question. The, uh, what we do now is we end up having the, um, uh, the police department will go through um, periodically and count cars at night. Uh, and that way you kind of give the business owner some flexibility because there may be a car that gets dropped off and then they may temporarily be over the limit but but by the time the night ends up come into the day it, they're back at the limit so we we usually um have the police department um go and do those counts and if they count over that then they let code enforcement know for possible action is that count typically motivated i mean is that standard or is that motivated more by complaints or something else than having police department count yeah thank you for the question uh when i started almost five years ago it was common practice all um, auto dealerships are counted so we go annually whether it's pd or code enforcement and do car counts on all the lots because every car car lot that sells them has a certain cap amount mm -hmm. that they have so we annually go through we try to time it with licensing just to if we need to hold that up, otherwise it's administrative citations for that, uh, for any of those issues. Okay. If we get a complaint, then we'll probably go out and do a car count too. Correct, if we receive a complaint, we'll mm -hmm. definitely go out and, and we like to get those, then we can go and have that face-to-face -face conversation with the owner of the property to uh, get that squared away. But um, I might add, since I'm already speaking, I found there's a list in your packet with the violations um, there was a couple that didn't make it because there was, in 2017, they were five over. Uh, in 2018, they were five over. And then uh, those were just two others that were 
added on as well. I have one further question. Um, with the addition to do repairs on the lot, um, is there anything that needs to be added to it via chemicals that might be used, oil, um, disposal, um, fluids, things like that that could be potentially hazardous? Yes, thank you for that. Um, when we do our fire inspection, that's, that's rules and regulations that we follow up on, whether it's contained to its specific container that it is. Uh, we can justify how much the amount of, whether it's used fluids or combustible fluids, all that has specific documentation that they have to have on hand and then that we can regulate from that. So it's done on a different inspection, same time. Thank you. Okay, now uh, I'll open it up and uh, is anybody representing the business here? Would you care to illuminate us on this request? Sure. Yes, please. Absolutely. And then just state, state your name and your address. Home address? Or? Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. Um, my name is Saeed Sajadi. I'm at 3640-140th Ave Northeast in Ham Lake, uh, 55304. And thank you for taking our um, permit under consideration, and thanks for... Uh, the planning report by Phil Carlson to uh, advise to approve the permit. I'm gonna kind of stick to my notes because I'm a little bit nervous. Um, but from what I read, um, just on the conditions of approval for number one, instead of voiding the previous ones, if if the auto repair could just be added to it, because our primary business is going to be sales as it always was and the repair is primarily just to service our own vehicles we're not going to start to like do advertising for repair um we had the car lot or the repair shop next door um where we used to service the cars for sale but now that's been sold to uh the car wash so that's kind of why we're um in need of this permit basically so we can service our own stuff primarily um, and then for condition three we, we respectfully ask that it be striked from the approval because we feel it would cause an undue burden on our business um, i know in the in the report here they brought up the property next door 8301 in that it was obviously a huge project, uh, nothing like the scope that we want to do. We, we're not going to make any changes to the building at all. We just want to change in use. And if you look at the pictures, they completely tore down the building and they built a new building further back, which gave, gave them space to, to do all the stuff they're doing there. And uh, like I mentioned, we're not building anything. We're not changing anything. We added a a garage door about a year ago and that was approved by the city um, already and over the years on University Ave there's been a lot of different 
changes in business and changes of use. And I mean, in the last 20 years, I haven't seen anyone else do landscaping besides Take 5, which is next door to us. Um, and Keys, at one point, I think they had green space, but I, I feel like now they, it's all asphalted over or something. <laughs> and in the report, it said that the trees wouldn't affect our business, but out of all of the business that have parking up front, I would argue that the front row is most vital for our business as a car dealer, because it's where we um, display our vehicles. And we get calls every week of people that drive by and they say, hey, I saw this car on your lot. You know, can you give me info on it? And I you know, do advertising online everywhere, but still driving by, you get a lot of people that come through just from looking at the cars. And I think that this rendering would make sense if we were planning on like changing it to auto repair. But like I said, we're, we're a car dealership. Like that front line is very important for our business. And if you look at the previous uh, permits that the old owner asked for when he wanted the more vehicles and wanted to cut the space to five feet is because he wanted more visibility. That visibility is vital for us, and that's one of the benefits of being on University Avenue. You get all that traffic, they, they look at the cars and they come through. So in connection with that, we wouldn't want the city to also reduce the number of vehicles to 50. Um, if anything, it would be nice if they could increase it. Um, we don't pack the cars in like like some places. You could probably fit 100 cars on that lot if you wanted to. Um, if you look at some places on Central, they have them parked, oh, excuse me, they have them parked like butt to butt in two lines and we don't really pack them in that way, but in that Google Earth image, I think six to eight of those cars are people just visiting to like either, you know, purchase a car or to just visit to say hi. So during the busier seasons, you know, it can, you can get like eight ca cars come in that aren't going to be there. And I don't know, with the enforcement, it doesn't seem like that would matter because they do the counts at night. But just like during the day, like it's possible for it to go up 10 cars, you know, just from people visiting. Uh, so I think that's all I have. All right. Well, th thank you. And just for everybody's benefit, could you s summarize the main points? Just go boom, boom, boom. What are your main, uh, the main points that you would like to have? So the main points I'd like to say is that instead of voiding the previous agreements, um, I would just we would like this to be added. I don't know if the voiding the previous agreements would affect our ability to sell cars. Um, and then the landscaping would be difficult for us considering we need the front line for sales. And then we also, in connection with that, wouldn't like the, the numbers to be reduced. We'd rather have them be increased, if anything. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just hit on the voiding piece. So there's three existing special use permits. So it, when you start adding additional ones onto it, it gets kind of confusing to 
maintain. So that's why the voiding is there for, is to just say, okay, these ones are out of the picture now, and this new one is the one document that governs it versus um, uh, remembering um, that, you know, which condition is the right one? Is it from the one from 85 or the one from 93? Mm -hmm. uh, so um, those three permits specifically um, prohibited auto repair on this site. Um, I'm not sure what the rationale was for that, but uh, they, they, that was a specific policy decision by the city council back in, 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 in the late 80s and early 90s. So. Um, now you have, um, because the, uh, the repair shop um, to the south has been replaced um, with the new car wash, um, you know, the impact from uh, that larger and more intensive auto repair is, is gone. So, um, you know, so that might have solved some of the um, policy um, uh, concerns at that time. Um, so the, the landscaping is just, um, you know, just something uh, staff recommended from standpoint of just trying to uh, work towards uh, beautifying the um, University Avenue corridor, especially as um, we're in the process of doing the, uh, uh, doing a um, uh, Pell study uh, with MnDOT and the city of Fridley and Blaine and uh, Columbia Heights and, and uh, um, you know, really evaluating that University Avenue corridor and and uh, an appropriate land uses along there. So um, that's kind of the rationale for where that came from, and just kind of an extension of the work that um, was done on on the Take Five site um, to uh, work towards extending that forward. The uh, the boulevard that was paved over um, that was not done with at Monty's was not done with city permission. So, um, so that was, that was not a situation where we, um, where we allowed him to do that. He just went and did that. And I can't speak to, um, why the city at that time didn't, um, go and do, um, stronger enforcement action, but, um, but that was not, um, that was not permitted, uh, officially by the council. So, um, I don't think that there's much interest in increasing car counts from the council, but um, that is a um, policy decision that the Planning Commission can advise on as well, so. Okay. Thank you, sir. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add, or? No, you, you covered it. Okay. Okay. Well, commissioners, is there anything you would uh, care to add in to ask the applicant? I have a couple. Um, Dan, I think this is directed at you. With their current use permit and their number of allowable cars, that that is a solid number, correct? That 50, it's not... 58, yes. Or, I'm sorry, 58. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, well, if somebody's coming, we might have a few extra. It's 58 are allowed to be on the property. Uh, 58 and, to be sold, right? Or is it 58 total cars? It's 58 total cars, but that's why we try to do it evening or off hours just to not go through that mess, okay. right? Because otherwise you'd be... Close, try to get it as close as possible. It's 58 on the lot, including everyone. Okay. 
employees, customers, you name it. Okay. But, but on the other hand, if you go through there at 10 o'clock at night, there should not be in excess of 58 cars. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. However, if it is approved, it says that they would lose eight parking spots correct. to go down to if, the 50. If we so approved it with have, all these conditions. Then they would have to meet the 50 standard. Right. Right. Okay. And then I had a question for you. Um, I know you said that you live in Ham Lake. Is there anybody who is involved in this that lives in the city? Or is everybody, it's just, it's just a place of business? And I mean, it's not just a place of business to us because we've been there for so long. Sure. Like, I grew up there. My, my kid comes. She hangs out there. But I have, we have a lot of friends in the city and... My, my parents live in Coon Rapids. Okay, but so. nobody involved in physically lives in Spring Lake Park? Not physically living, no. Okay, okay. No. Another point, we don't, our hours right now are only till five. Sure. So we're not, we're not, we're not gonna be up till nine and the, the days of uh, the, the, the mechanic shop with the five bays and all that is, they don't do that stuff. I mean, even the mechanic that they had retired. So it's just my dad kind of messing around on stuff that he buys. Sure. Um, so we're not trying to do like a big repair facility or anything like this. So you, you commented that the repair and reconditioning that you do is on your inventory, right? 90%, yeah. Yeah, my dad was in business for 40 years and he has clientele, he tells them to go other places, but some people don't listen. <laughs> and they, they bring them stuff just to at least, you know, have them look at it to make sure that, you know, whatever they heard somewhere else is okay. I mean, that's most of the, the stuff that we, that he does. Most of the stuff I do is just on our own inventory. Now, would the repair be taking place in the building? Everything we do is in the building, yeah. There, sometimes you we will change a battery, you know, right at the door, at the at the door, um, which is, you know, in Minnesota, it's a common thing, you know, to change batteries. Well, I, I get that, but. But uh, yeah, we. There was a transition, when we moved locations and we brought some cars over because we couldn't get rid of them. And a lot of them were customers' cars, um, but I think if you if you drive through now, like everything is drivable, and they're all cars for sale, not like old customers' cars, which is what a lot of the previous cars were. Customer comes, it needs an engine, and they can't afford it, and the car sits there because my dad didn't like have it towed to the wherever. So. Sorry, I have one more. On average, sure. how many cars would you guys estimate you sell in a month? On average, throughout the year, it should be around 20 to 25 on average. It should, should be there. Is that what you've been doing That's what we've been recently? Doing. Yeah. Okay. It's probably down during the winter is <laughs> it's, it's down lately it's it's a little bit slow it's the slow season now yeah. so january february it's it's a little bit slow we haven't got a lot a lot of snow usually there's like a a four wheel drive rush but we just haven't had the snow this year so hmm. 
So I have a question, <clears throat> and I don't know if this is for, for, for Stantec or for you, sir, but I mean, obviously, this is a conditional use permit. You're already a fair bit out of compliance with the setbacks. So be it, you've been there a long time. Could there be any way, I mean, I kind of like what, they, the, what they're working on as far as top five goes with, with the landscaping. And on the other hand, I totally understand your point. You got a bunch of trees or whatever, but there's a car dealer back there, whatever. You know what I mean? You're not gonna get a clear shot. Is there something we could do to beautify that corridor other than what's currently proposed? Or is this, what I'm saying is something that maybe, that might be a little better suited for somebody that's selling cars as opposed to just pure beauty? <laughs> is it not an option to possibly do like, I was thinking the same thing, like maybe mulch and just flowers down the avenue? Or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for a car dealer, visibility is everything. People got to see, right. you know, right. people got to see what you're trying to sell, you know. Yeah. My only concern is right now, driving by there, just from an outsider's, it kind of looks like a prison gate entrance. Yeah. With the, with the chain link and the rolling door, like, it... It looks like you're pulling up to Lionel Lakes to go. It kind go. of does, but you gotta re you gotta understand the re the reality of what the world is these no, days. No, and I <laughs> believe me, I com <laughs> completely get the world as it is. I just you know, you I said, this uh, isn't Mayberry anymore. No, no. <laughs> I mean, we we made conditions for another auto repair place, a quarter mile down the road, to uh, you know do landscaping and stuff there, and, and uh, I can't draw them in, draw a blank on the name. Infinity. Infinity, correct, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, this is consistent with what we've been doing on the corridor, trying to, to beautify it. Well, I, let's face it, those of us that have lived here a long time, and you gotta, you got you got to do it, too, because you've been there forever, right, basically, your family. Yeah. That's not exactly the most attractive stretch of road mm -hmm. right there with the businesses <laughs> that have come and gone and, and that are even there now. I mean, it's a struggle. Yeah. I get it. I remember so if that there's something we could do as part of this to, to make it better, to make it a little more attractive somehow? Yeah, there's got to be kind of some happy medium in here somewhere, you know. I mean, I, I understand the city wants the city, or the county maybe for that matter, even the state maybe for that matter, wants to make this corridor look nicer, and I get that. I'm not, you know, but... Again, like Brad said, this place has been here forever. We're sort of grandfathered in a little bit here. Well, for sure. But, you know, on the other hand, if we can... This is this is your... So the setbacks, if, if nothing was to change and they continue to operate under their existing permits, then everything as it is is grandfathered in. Mm -hmm. But they're making a new request mm -hmm. yep. to intensify the use. And so along with that, we can make reasonable conditions to, to uh, improve the property and minimize the impacts of that intensification. So that's, that's where these recommendations mm -hmm. have come from. Mm -hmm. um, agree with them or not, I, you know, this is a policy decision for ultimately the commission and then the city council. But from a staff standpoint, um, this would be the time to propose these changes while they're asking for a change in the use. So, so per your previous comments about making a new cup as opposed to adding on the existing ones, we could make a new cup and go with basically all the previous conditions with the added 
repair use. We wouldn't yes. have to add all the things in. Correct. But it still might make more sense to go with the whole new. Yeah, and I want to permit. just clarify just for the applicant some uh, knowledge that uh, us us voiding those uses and creating the new conditional use permit um, doesn't eliminate the non legal non-conforming status of the of the business that would right. allow it to be continued. I, I agree with with Mr. Dolph that you know, like you said, visibility is huge. I also believe that you know I live here. I want my city to look pretty desirable. Yeah, I mean I. I, I, is there a happy meeting? Yeah, is, is, there, is there somewhere that... No, nothing. I, mean, I mean, I would push it back on the applicant to go come yeah, back like, with, a, with another an proposal <clears throat> for landscaping or something if you're, you know... You know, if the trees are... I mean, if, if the city's going to, uh, you know, give the, the auto repair, you know... We're dangling like that carrot in front of We'll do this, right? But we need something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, you could you could broaden it out by just saying that the that that there will be a landscape boulevard um, that's a, you know um, prepared by the owner and and reviewed and approved by the city planner and city engineer without getting into a lot of broad or not a lot of specifics, mm -hmm. keeping it relatively broad, and then we can work out um, work something out with the applicant. Well, the, the plan you put for landscaping was pretty much based on the top five, right? Kind or take five, yep. Or take five, continuation of that. Is that something the applicant would even consider? I know you want that whole section removed. Would you be willing to do, like, a modified landscape? I mean, because, like, if you look at the, <coughs> the image prepared by Stantec, they have the trees and then they have the little round shrubs. That are adorable, you know. Could you do something small? Laughing. <laughs> yeah, you know, smaller but still. Aesthetic. You know. Um, we can definitely look into it. Sure. Um, it, it, like I said, is important to us to to keep that front row, um, but we can maybe look into. The, the sides. Because I mean, you could even do <clears throat> small shrubbery in the front that wouldn't take away from that that main view. Yeah. Um, Behind the fence or on our side of the fence? Because I know they have to put the snow and stuff in there. I mean, the 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 image created by Stantec has them on your side of the fence. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> you know, because then you still, you know, you still get the signage. You, you know, you're talking about people driving by, you know, seeing stuff. They're still going to be elevated to some extent being in a vehicle that they'll see over the shrubbery. Um, you know, I completely understand where you're coming from with the trees. That could be a huge hindrance. Yeah, the taller trees are proposing here to obscure their science would be hard to see yeah, their yeah. the road too. And know. especially with trees you get that in between before they get super big and where they kinda look sad and right. you know, but I feel like there there could be some sort of and especially with take five and the work that's being done in just that general area, I think it 
think it's necessary. And especially if you did something smaller, you wouldn't, you know, if you came back with that, I think there would be more basis to talk about the number of cars too, because you're not putting those giant trees where you're potentially losing some of those parking spots. Some yeah. important parking spots. Yeah, and, you know, if, you, if it was just smaller shrubbery, you could still potentially utilize those yeah, parking spots. There's, there's some space there that's already green. Um, it's just grass sure. that's there, or weeds. Um, but so there's space there with the cars there. So it's definitely something we can look at if that's what you guys want. Well, not only will it make the street look a little nicer, it'll actually beautify your business to do this too. I, I believe like curb appeal is a big selling point too. Like you said, I drove by there as well. And with the gates and everything, this might actually promote more business for you. I mean, I'm not suggesting the big trees either. I agree that it's blocking your signage with, if they're in bloom, if they're not, you know, and things like that. And then that puts him in a predicament of pruning and things like that. I can understand that. But something along the boulevard and around the sides, because he has quite a bit of area around, if, even if, if you're suggesting you would like us to move up that number, or stay at the 58 instead of dropping it down to 50, I feel like maybe we sh could do the broad, more broad um, verbiage of it to say something needs to be done and could you come up with a proposal that will, that maybe can come back to us and review that. I mean, it doesn't have to be specific flower names or something like that, but just more like, what can be done? I think curb appeal for a house sells a house. Curb appeal for a business makes people want to come and see your business. And I feel like, and it also helps our city. I live in the city and I literally live two blocks away from you. Mm -hmm. I drive by your, your place all the time. Sure. I feel like it, it is with the gates, we understand that that is this time and age. We have to, you have to protect your inventory. And we your, lasted 30 and years your, your, your money. gates. But there could be some kind of meet halfway instead of huge trees to nothing. Yeah. People were stealing, stealing our converters on a weekly basis. That's why we and have the gates. That's super unfortunate. We, that should not be happening, but yeah. Well, with that, uh, with that being said, do I have uh, any amendments from the commission that you would like to add in or I personally would like to see the applicant come back with I'm proposing said um, thank you <laughs> words um, I feel like if we leave it super broad and move forward with a vote on it it could leave it open for far too much interpretation. I would like to see what the, the applicant has. I, I think that we can, I mean, if you, if you just take out the, um, the overstory tree um, language and leave the low shrubs in a plan to be prepared, uh, I think that that would be um, acceptable for the commission to move forward. But then at that point, he also then wouldn't lose those parking spaces either then. I, right? 
if, if they're able to fit those into the existing That's boulevard and not be in the right-of-way, then... Then he could stay at his 58 rather than down to 50? Yes. second her to do what you're suggesting, honestly. I propose to do that. I think that's a good meet in the middle type of proposal. And what does the commissioner, or the commissioners feel about coming up with a new permit, uh, conditional use permit, and counseling the other two? Well, it would be nice, as Dan stated earlier, to, one. To, to consolidate this a little bit so it's not so fragmented. Yeah. You know. I think it would be easier for, as an owner, to know exactly what you have to do with it. Everything's just <laughs> one place. Right, yeah, so right. you don't have to go this is what we have now. from 1980-something, 1990, right. then this is now. If we just have one set thing, I think that that would be yep. ideal. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I would uh, throw it back <laughs> in the applicant here. Uh, what we've discussed here, um, your impression. Um, <clears throat> so I, have, I have two other decision makers okay. um, that, are, that are out of town, that's why I'm here, but I think I could convince them to do the shrubs, but like the language like it is, like he, like, like, um, like he was saying, um, without the trees, with shrubs, but without the the thirteen foot wide requirement or the the additional eight foot, like if we can just fit them, and uh, and then park park up to them, because the shrubs aren't gonna add the view, you know, because it's gonna be in our lot, I guess, or the additional <coughs> whatever feet. Yeah. <clears throat> if that makes sense. Well, because it talks about, you know, the number three that you didn't want to do, like you just talked, like you just mentioned, they're asking for, that recommendation is an additional eight feet. An additional eight feet, yeah. So he suggested that without the trees, and I would, I would come back with, if we could just put the shrubs without the, without the additional eight feet, and, you know. We yeah, I think that that's space. what that's. I, I'm sorry, I wasn't clear on that. That was that was what that was what I meant. So you would put the shrubs on the existing um, landscaped area. Yeah. So, I mean, if I could, I think I can convince them that that's all right. Well, and we're we're an advisory group, so the council will take final action on this if the commission forwards this to the council, and then that meeting will be on February fifth. Okay. Yeah, and of course I, I reflect back on, on you, sir, because I, I recognize that you probably have to sell it to your cohort there. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but I, I do want to get some assent that it's not us just ramrodding things down, on, down your throat and uh, that well. we're working with you. No one else said to put shrubs in down down the street, but uh, well, we did for for Infinity Auto for their auto repair, and and actually we require trees, so this is something we've been consistent about. Okay. As the as we've approved these um, conditional use permits, so 
And just to verify then, if he talks to his partners or whoever else, decision makers, and he they're agreeing to this, then he would not lose that eight extra spots. He wouldn't be able to keep that. We're not requiring him to put that extra um, greenage in, so he would be able to keep his 58, so we would change that number from 50 back up to 58. Or or higher. No, it's I not going it's higher. Not <laughs> <going> <laughs> that's <laughs> not happening. For it's frankly, not going to go higher. Frankly, sir, this, the I, number of cars and lots has been a thorn in this yeah. city side for years. <laughs> This, you're, 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 not, you're not the Lone Ranger here. This has been, you can ask our inspection <coughs> crew over there, he'll tell you that this has been a nightmare in some cases. So, I don't know, 58 is going to have to be the count, max. That's, that, my but the, that's my opinion, too. Like, he stays at his 58, no more than the 58. Excuse me, Commission, if I could say something real quick yep. looking at the Anoka County map um, and for the fence that was installed I have not done a final inspection that was never that was not called in but looking at the map it looks like the fence is directly on the curb line which is also the right-of-way line so according to the Anoka map you're gonna have at most one foot from the right-of-way to asphalt so he really couldn't put as it sits right now I would no it will not be able to be any shrubbery put in currently on their side of the right of way. Oh. Correct. So, Jeff, can I ask you, from an inspection standpoint, I know you said you haven't inspected this particular project yet. Is that, do you know offhand, is that within? <coughs> what was requested for the permit? Was that it go that close to the right-of-way? Yeah, so any fence, commercial, residential, it has to be on their property. There's no set distance. Okay. Rule of thumb is six inches under your property, just to not, but when I go out to do the inspection, they have to provide the property pin locations so okay. I can see as the crow flies to Got make it. sure that it's on their, yeah. on their side, yeah. Okay. So that and it takes us back to square one. Yes. Well, we're just, yeah, I mean, so you're gonna have to decide if you, if you want the additional landscaping, then the, they would need to give us some existing parking area, if that's the case. But um, if you don't want landscaping, then, then you can leave it as is. I think if it, in my personal opinion, if it was in, required of infinity, it needs to be consistent across all I feel the same way yeah, I was just I, thinking if it's if there's one or the other then we need to say if we did this for infinity mm -hmm. you, what's good for the goose is good for the gander well infinity's business isn't selling cars and servicing cars his business is selling we could cars. just make it without the trees but still have the green we still could require the greenery which would be more aesthetically pleasing would be and while they're not, you know, I, I can say that driving by, if I know that my car needs repairs and I see a repair shop in an area, whether they're selling cars or not, even having visibility from a roadway is still crucial in just about any business. 
But he probably wouldn't, if it's just the shrubs, their root system isn't as big, so you probably don't need as much, you don't need the eight total eight foot um, boulevard either. So I just, so you, I've, might be, I've, you might be fine with four or five, which then you might still have enough um, row in between to you know, accommodate um, the traffic flow through the lot. I think that just brings us back to at that point, he's going to lose those parking spots in that area. Because even, even if the root base of him isn't significant, a foot's not going to find a shrub. Well, we're working with it with what used to be a donut shop. They used to be Mr. Donut. I'm not kidding. You. That's what it was years ago. <laughs> and on their best day, they went to add 60 cars at the donut shop. <laughs> I think it still has the same flooring, <laughs> the same tiles. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but Infinity also, like, they didn't change their parking lot, I don't think if they planted trees, like they just planted trees on what was already there. Um, just to point out a difference. And like I said earlier, we're not, we're not changing anything with the building. We're not, we're not planning on doing any construction or anything. It's just adding a use that's kind of vital to our business. Well, that's not 100% accurate because there is some sort of lean-to that was built that um, without a permit, if I recall correctly. Is that right, Jeff? Correct, Mr. Buchholz. There's an illegal uh, attached accessory structure that does not match the building's construction, which is another thing. Um, yeah, there's a, just the last inspection alone was 12 violations that was noted on the inspection, but the biggest one was a, uh, I think it was eight foot by 20 foot lean-to shed um, added to the building without a permit. We had a permit for a storage area there. Incorrect. Oh, I gotta check the permit. Not that it pertains to this, but the structure that he's talking about, is that used for just storage? Like yeah. vehicle storage? No, no. It's very small. small. What, what do you store in the structure? Um, mostly parts, but there's, there's not much in there. There's like, there's some parts, there's some shelving that's pretty much empty, and there's a few tools that aren't being used, like a cherry picker, because we don't do that sort of work anymore, but we have it. <clears throat> all right, with all this being said, do I hear any Amendments to the motion or motion? I don't think we have a motion on the table, so we need a motion with with what you would like to see as the conditions associated with this project. Correct. 
So really just modify number three to five feet landscaped. Well, there really isn't any, I mean, yeah. I think there's a foot between the right-of-way line and the, and the asphalt. So there really isn't any landscaping you would be able to do on the site without widening the boulevard. As it currently is. So instead of widening it by eight additional feet, maybe go five additional feet? That's certainly a, the prerogative of the commission. I would say amend that proposal to five additional feet. Five additional feet with, with shrubs and with the shrubs. 58 cars. Yeah. I think we're going to have to reduce the 58 cars, though, if there's only a foot there. We're widening it. Does like, he have, do you have room elsewhere to can maintain that 58? Like, I mean. There's room for 100 cars. I was going to say, if he's asking for 100 cars, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not why, asking for 100, but I'm, I'm just saying. The, we, we might not have to drop it, but. Well, there's a car lot on Lake Street that I drive by when I'm working, and they got packed in there like sardines, and frankly, it looks like crap. Yeah, we don't park them like that. No. I mean, well, I, and we don't want that either. Yeah, we don't we don't want that. <laughs> you claim that there's room on that property for 100 cars, so you're talking double the double. The I don't want that. I'm just saying there's definitely room for 58. Is what I'm de is what I'm saying. So I, you know, I, I'm not for raising that number either. Um, but you know, you know, they're talking about cutting it down to 50, and I'm advocating for you to leave it at 58. I know you want more, but you know, we don't want a junkyard either. I don't want a junkyard. So we don't we don't like that. No. So um, you know, for an additional five feet there, so they say there's a foot between the right of way and asphalt now. So an additional five feet would give six feet between the right of way and asphalt at that point. And I think six feet is a reasonable amount of room to plant some shrubbery. I think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's What's from sorry, that's from the the street, like six feet total. No, no, well, what, what there is now, we're talking about extending that back an, an additional five feet on what it's currently asphalt. Inside of the fence, Inside. on your side on of the property. Side. So there's already some grass on that side, probably like two or three feet of grass there. Well, I'm talking about an additional five feet. Their proposal is for an additional eight feet. I'm talking about cutting that back three feet from what they proposed. Yeah. <clears throat> which gives the city a little more what they want and it gives you a little more what you want. Yeah. I would second Commissioner Julian's proposal. Did he make a proposal? I haven't made a proposal. We're just talking about what the proposals were. Proposed amendment. Oh, I thought maybe you were seconding a motion. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I like that too because yeah. it's like you said, we're giving... Give and take. Give and take, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <coughs> we don't need to be too heavy handed here. Well, plus then we wouldn't be doing trees, we'd be doing shrubs. Shrubs, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Because, we, you know, again, I mean, visibility of a car lot is very important. He needs to show his inventory to the people driving by, and I get that. You know. If we can, if we can um, add the shrubs without having a set limit of our set distance um, you know set like this has to be green you know 
I think if the shrubs are there, it serves the purpose of what the commission wants. Um, and then it kind of helps us out. Like, well, we I don't mean, have it gets them. a little, you know, vague as to what's yeah. supposed to happen here, you know. Based off them. of what you said that, um, that's there after the um, fence, if we don't extend it and you plant shrubs, you're going to damage your own areas too, possibly with rooting and things of that nature. I feel like your proposal is great, or if you make a proper one, that the five feet and shrubs would be, is a happy medium and he keeps his 58 rather than yeah. dropping it down to 50. Absolutely. I feel like you that's know, a very. And if you try to plant shrubs basically with what you've got now, it's going to ruin what they have. It's going to not only ruin what they have, but those shrubs are going to grow. And it, I mean, they'll grow onto the street, basically. They'll grow over right. the curb. I mean, because there's concrete so little room there now. I'm not. I'm not saying with what we have, but like with what we will get with the shrubs. So we can kind of customize how much space we need depending on the shrubs that we have. Instead of saying, hey, it has to be this, and then our shrubs are here, and then we still have like two or three feet of space. Okay, well, okay, that maybe, sense. maybe go another, maybe give you another foot. Okay, they proposed eight feet. Maybe I should propose four feet. That cuts it in half, and there's still plenty of room for the shrubs. So instead of the eight feet that was originally proposed, go to four feet. It gives plenty of room for the shrubs. It gives him more room for his cars. There we are. <coughs> and leave the 58 limit in place. Yep. Is that agreeable to you? I can, I'll, I'll give it my best shot with my, with my other people. So I guess until your people say whether or not this is agreeable to them, we basically have to table the whole thing until we hear back from them on what they, what's agreeable to them. It sounds like. I mean, yeah. if, if you're not, if the permit as we propose it, the motion is not something that you really want or that you could live with, <coughs> then what's the point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd rather see you come back with something. I mean, you know. Because if he goes know. to the city council and with what we're proposing and he goes and says elsewise, then it's not going to go through anyway. No. So well, it, you're, you're hindering your. Well, the thing is, is the, the city can approve it, and then if they choose not to go with the auto use, or the auto repair use, then it would just run under the existing permits. So. Right. It does. We don't have to have a separate motion to avoid that before you, it's contingent upon. It's the, contingent. If, okay. So they, if they do the auto repair, then they would be accepting the permit yeah, conditions. Yes, yes. Okay. If they okay. don't do the auto repair, then they would not be accepting well, the permit conditions. If they got a bay door on the back of the building, what do we know what they're doing? <laughs> maybe they're stored cars, maybe they're working on cars, I don't you know, whatever, I don't know. Well, and plus the fact, I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't our proposal, this is our city planning proposal, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. that's what they do mm -hmm. based on, um, you know, based on the permit application to receive. That's their job, and they do a good job for us. Yeah. So. So, I guess back to what I said was, I don't, you know, what should we do at this point? Should we table it till next meeting until we hear back from them? Or? I think he we can't make the decision. I feel it 
putting it in for the city council to vote is just going to, if he comes back and says no, it's just been a big waste of time. Correct. So right. I feel like if he can't make a final decision, we table it until he can get a proper yes or no or come back with some Counter-proposal. Counter Counter proposal. Counter proposal. Yeah. Right. What's are we at? This this was already pushed off one meeting, right, Dan? So we're. Yeah, unfortunately, we got this in December, and we don't have a planning commission meeting in December. But with the sixty-day rule, um, we could push it off to February. But then after that point, um, a decision will need to be made at the February meeting okay. to meet so um, to comply with the sixty-day no, rule. Okay. Otherwise, it's automatically approved, and that. I, could. I will bring a denial. If, if you don't make a decision, a denial will go to the council. A resolution for denial will go to the council um, to comply with the with the sixty day rule. Okay. Well, it's not so, that we don't want to make a decision. It's just that we can't. I can. I can try to make a call. Well, I mean, so I mean, the commission can make a decision. The council can modify it. Um, you know, and yeah. on. You know, on February fifth, when when this is on the council agenda. I mean, do we get, we're on the same page. I think. I, yeah. I think all of us yeah, are. Yeah, on the same I'm page. fine with we make those amendments and push it. And if they decide not to pursue the auto repair or avoid it, I think we're you know and keep the old stuff. I think we're fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do so it would you <laughs> courteously do a formal? Okay, I'll make a motion to approve it with. A four-foot expansion of the existing boulevard and shrubs. I would second the motion. And 58 cars. 58 cars. I would second. Yeah. If that words out. No. Can, All right. Can we, motion um, made. Motion sorry. seconded. I'll, 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 I'll go ahead. What, what? Can we? It says October first. Can we? Can we get that till, you know, December first? Well, it gets a little colder. Yeah, you're not going to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do landscaping, That's October 1st is. Yeah, you don't want to be planting yeah. shrubs in November. Yeah. <laughs> right. Probably going to be real good for the shrubs. How about the end of October, at least? I, I can say from a, a community management, we do run our summer season through October 31st. Winter season technically starts November 1st. So we. That's fine. Yeah, I don't, 30 I don't days. With it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. As long as it's done by the end of October. Okay. Hey, and if the shrubs die, it's on you guys to replace them. Yep. Yeah, get a year I agree, warranty, absolutely. right? It's up to them to maintain them. So you'll probably only want to buy one set of shrubs instead of two. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, oh, you got a motion, motion on a second? Or? Yep, I second. Yep. Okay. So, there you go. All right, uh, Mr. Bookholz, will you please take the roll? Commissioners Weyes? Aye. Hollihan? Aye. Delfs? Aye. Cobbs? Aye. Julian? Aye. Chair Hansen? Aye. All right, so there it is for you. And this will be on the council agenda for February 5th at 7 o'clock. Okay, thank you. Yeah. For final approval. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and, ju and just for clarification, uh, Dan, you'll, you'll get him the revision uh, the, the yeah, I'll send I'll send out the uh, resolution before the council meeting. Um, that will be in the packet. That will reflect the the planning commission's changes. Okay. okay. Right. Thank you. All right. Next up is 
the conditional use permit for auto service motorcycle repair at 8421 Center Drive Northeast, Suite A. Round two. Take it away. <laughs> Business owner Brandon Price of Prior Performance is requesting a conditional use permit to include auto repair, but it's really motorcycle, motorcycle repair use at 8421 Center Drive. The property owner is different from the business owner. The property owner is Center Drive Holdings, LLC. Auto repair or motorcycle repair is a conditional use in the Industrial One Zoning District where the property is located. Motorcycle repair has been a use at this property, so the purpose of this request is to include all aspects of the business so that they and the city can understand what is being done on the property. From a city standpoint, the only other concerns are parking and outdoor storage and work, which is addressed in the conditions of approval. The conditions of approval, I'm going to read them. First one is all work on vehicles will be conducted within the enclosed building. Two, no storage of tires, vehicles, vehicle parts, or other materials is permitted outside the building. Three, all vehicles parked on site will be operable and street worthy. Four, parking for the business is limited to three parking spaces immediately in front of Suite A of the building on Center Drive and the three spaces immediately behind Suite A at the rear of the building. Parking at the rear will maintain the access aisle open serving the entire building. And finally, operations on site will follow at all time, on site will at all times follow the performance standards in section 1628.010 of the Spring Lake Park Zoning Code for noise, odor, fumes, light, and other impacts. Uh, with that, the recommendation is for approval of a conditional use permit, including auto repair use for motorcycles, to business owner Brandon Price of Prior Performance and property owner Center Drive Holdings LLC at 8421 Center Drive with the, with the conditions that I just read. All right. With that, uh, is anybody here? Well, welcome. You can step up to the microphone if you have other things to add. Remember, name and address, please. Uh, hello, my name is Brandon Pryor, um, 6351 20th Avenue, Lionel Lakes, Minnesota, 55038. Okay. And in terms of the motorcycle repair business uh, is this um, like uh, any type of type of renovation of motorcycles or is it you know like uh, changing them in the choppers or anything like that or um we do a little bit of everything um, okay. mostly building custom bikes from nothing bare frames um, okay. that's our primary business we also manufacture some parts um, in-house, we make custom wiring harnesses for specific bikes um, and some hard parts on a CNC mill. So okay. um, that's our main line of business. We do change tires from time to time and uh, you know build suspension, things of that nature. But our main line of business is building a bike from nothing to a complete bike. Okay. And how many bikes are you producing there? Um, say 10 to 20 depending on the year and we like i said we do backfill with manufacturing of parts 
and um, we do, again, do some repair work. Okay. Okay. I had a question about the parts. Do you supply parts to other builders, or do you supply yep. parts online or both? Or Yeah, we have a full e-commerce store online, as well as um, we've got stocking dealers all over the country, as well as other parts of the world. Um, we, we manufacture some, some lighting components for vehicles, as well as, like I said, hard parts, uh, foot controls and things of that nature. Another question I have, because we've had a variety of motorcycle builders, modifiers in Spring Lake Park. Have you ever been a part of any of those businesses? Um, I used to work not in Spring Lake Park. I actually used to work at the Harley dealer in Blaine. That's how I kind of got okay. into the motorcycle community. I'm a diesel mechanic by trade. Okay. Um, so, but no, I have not. I, I do know several of those folks throughout the years of being around, but I, I've had no. Okay. I had a question regarding the parking. Yeah. It seems like the parking is pretty minimal. Mm -hmm. um, how, and next door in the other suite is a grocery store. Yes, ma'am. Um, my question is how will you make sure, I, you can't guarantee that somebody's not gonna park in another spot, but how can you kind of guarantee that you're not impeding on the grocery store parking area? Oh. That other people will have plenty of access and, and room. Um, Ninety percent of our customer base rides in on a motorcycle. We've got our parking partitioned with motorcycles, oddly enough, because we can park about four motorcycles per car parking spot. Um, so in the mornings, on this, you know, when it's warm out, obviously, we'll park we'll, our three across with motorcycles, and then our customer base actually flows in behind it. So I I, I can't guarantee nobody will park there. However, we've it's been pretty well regulated. I would guess it would be almost the other problem. The grocery store or would, infringe, versa, would or infringe, infringe on yes, his parking. Or vice versa, right? correct. And that, part of that is why we park the bikes out front. Then you're unable to infringe on that because we have had some crisscross parking sure. over, the, over the you know past. Yep. And I will note that that applicant that runs the, the market is planning on or has submitted an application for a conditional use permit for auto repair in that site. Really? Okay. That's interesting. So uh, okay. we didn't have all the information, so that's why it's not. We noticed it initially for a public hearing, but, um, but then postponed it. That'll be heard at your February meeting. So another question I have for you, sir. How many employees do you have? Uh, two. Besides myself, two. So two others, so three total? Yep. Okay. Yep. We, we park in the rear, one, two, three. So we rely on that front three yep. spaces with the... I mean, parking on that strip mall is always a problem. I don't care what business it is, right? Yeah. Jeff? <laughs> if I add... <laughs> you can see that it would be, but I have not heard of any complaints out of the ordinary for any parking of that whole strip. If there's any been any complaints or whatnot, it's usually in the rear end, just yeah. because it's it's a cluster. It's not there's not a whole lot of rhyme or reason. You know, it's sort of hard to but doors. He, there's man doors here. There's garage doors over there. It's sort of. It, it seems to me though, every time we've had a business change hands or we come up with a permit or something, that's always the issue is permit over there in that strip, or even in the other strip on the other side of the. Right, but any of the complaints or, or issues has always been the back side of the building, not the front portion for customers. 
All right. Well, with that being said, any uh, motions or well, and I think what, what alleviates some of the parking problems is that uh, you have um, Dala right across the street, so folks will temporarily overflow into that. Um, I don't. And it's not necessarily a problem, but um, I think that that's where that's where the relief valve is for this strip mall. That's a huge parking lot. They're not open. You know, they're always operation at night during the day. So yeah. yeah. Um. I would imagine since you're building motorcycles from basically from start to finish, there's a painting element to your operation? We don't do painting in-house, no. We okay. send that out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, I have a question for you. From a building standpoint, have you had any issues with this particular business being, whether it being out of compliance or anything like that, that stands out to you? Um... I mean, out of the com compliance thing, I don't know if it was mixed communication. This is so. This whole scenario was found out from a fire inspection on the 31st of January of 2023, and that's when it was noted that this needs to happen. Got it. Uh, there's been seven citations, financial uh, admin citations between January and September, um, trying to get this taken away. Uh, or taken care of, I should say. Um, other than that, there was one police report for burnouts in the road on Center Drive. Um, that was in April. Nothing since or prior to that, uh, other than being a long process to get where we are now is the only concern is to see if things continue to get kicked down the road if issues come up would be my only concern. And I will go to you now. Okay. Is there any particular reason for the the delay in getting to this point? Well, the initial, I wasn't aware I needed to do this. And that's that falls that burden falls on me. I'm not, you know, sure. just claiming ignorance, I guess. Sure. Um, once I was made aware of it, I started the process and then drug my heels. I was trying to make some decisions sure. as to whether or not this was going to be so I, I operate two businesses one of which is elsewhere on, okay. my, on my property okay. um, and there's a lot of little intricate things with this motorcycle end of things that on top of this I, you need to get some fans installed in the restroom it's been a lot of back and forth with the management company as if this is needed to occupy the building and it should be something that's in place before you let people occupy the building Sure. So there's been a lot of back and forth um, with that, trying to trying to get them to give me some give on that to no avail, regardless. So that that's my fault. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, I paid the fines as they came along and realized that this needs to happen now or we're going to pull the ejection seat. Got it. Okay. So. All right, well, do I have any uh, motions by the board? I'd make a motion to approve the conditional use permit. I'll second it. With the conditions as listed? Yes, with the conditions as listed. I will second that motion. Motion made, motion second. Mr. Buckholz, will you please take the roll? Commissioner Zweas? 
Aye. Hollahan? Aye. Delfs? Aye. Cobbs? Aye. Julian? Aye. Chair Hansen? Aye. Well, you're on your way, young man. Thank you. This will be before the City Council on February 5th. Yep. Thank you for your time and coming in, obviously, at Thanks for waiting. <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> All right, next up is the Sacred Communities Ordinance that we are to review. Uh, thank you, um, Mr. Chair and members. Uh, beginning uh, the beginning of this year, uh, cities must allow faith communities to site micro units on religious property to house chronically homeless individuals, extremely low income individuals, and volunteers. Uh, these micro unit dwellings uh, within these sacred settlements are intended to provide an additional means for faith communities to serve chronically homeless individuals, designated volunteers, and extremely low income individuals in a accordance with their religious vocations. Uh, the proposed ordinance incorporates the sacred settlement law into the city zoning code. Uh, requires, um, it update, section one updates the parking requirements uh, to uh, one parking space for volunteer unit for the sacred settlement. This is in addition to any parking requirements due to the religious use. Section two uh, adds sacred communities as a conditional use in the R1, R2, R3, C1, and C2 zoning districts. Uh, they are not, um, uh, religious institutional uses are not allowed in our industrial district or in the, um, the C3 district. Uh, section three establishes the performance standards. All of the performance standards are set forth under Minnesota statute 327.30 which is the sacred communities law. And, uh, and so there isn't any flexibility from the city to um, change anything beyond those. Those are um, mandated performance standards. Uh, they also, the ordinance also establishes minimum standards for the religious institution's operation of the settlement, uh, including having appropriate levels of insurance and have um, between one-third and 40% of the microunits occupied by designated volunteers adhere to all of the uh, laws governing landlords and tenants um, under Minnesota Statutes 50, 504B, and then having a written plan um, discussing the disposal of water and sewer, if not plumbed, um, adequate parking, lighting, and access to units by emergency vehicles, protocols for security, and conduct within the settlement, and and then uh, uh, we are requiring the conditional use permit. So, as I mentioned before, we're unable to add additional standards to the CUP that are not included in the law. However, the creation of the sacred settlement cannot cause the site to go out of compliance with any provision of the city zoning code, nor can it be cause a public nuisance as outlined in our code. So, essentially, this is a mandate from the state of Minnesota and uh, from the legislature that was approved in this last legislative session. And we wanted to make sure that those standards are within our zoning code. All right, any questions from the board to the commission? Have we encountered any of our numerous, forgive me, the, I guess I gotta call them, Places of worship. <laughs> <laughs> Have we encountered any of our places of worship to uh, 
to inquire about this at all? Uh, none of them have inquired about it. I really don't think that we're going to see many, if at all. Um, you know, for instance, um, uh, substance doesn't meet their parking requirement as it is now, so that they wouldn't, um, you know, so they couldn't add additional units in there and take, because I would take away parking. Plus, um, there's parking requirements in addition to that, so that wouldn't be allowed. I think um, Emanuel Christian Center is, uh, is uh, they comply with their parking, but um, that would cause an issue. Um, and then there's so many um, uh, requirements associated with this law that they would have to meet that I really don't see uh, an establishment here in Spring Lake Park um, utilizing this law. but. I could be mistaken. Probably had one, but we, they sold their land and built houses on it. Well, that would that, I think Prince of Peace actually would have been the only yeah. um, only <laughs> church that would have had the land to do this. Uh, but like as you mentioned, they uh, did a subdivision on that. So what is exactly what? Does it mean about micro units? Uh, tiny houses, essentially, okay. For, under four hundred square feet. Okay. Twenty by twenties. Yeah. There's a church in Roseville doing it, I believe. I think I read that in the Star Tribune or Pioneer right. Press or something at one point. It's been in the news a lot. Okay. And and I, I can tell you from experience having a you know, belonging to a church that had a huge parking lot at one point, but we did what Prince of Peace did. We sold it off and to a developer, right? And so but there's some of these churches don't they have these huge parking lots, they don't have people coming to the church, so they're oh, well let's you know, let's put tiny houses on them. That's yeah, but I think, uh, you know, the, just as an aside, I think the other issue is the one to th three, yeah. they got to have a, basically a full-time volunteer on site yes. to live in the tiny houses. That's and correct. Even yeah. access to the water facilities and stuff 24 hours a day, like mm -hmm. how you would plumb that under, you know, in our... Well, that or, yeah, or they or, have to keep the church open yeah, and, or, with or, laundry facilities and everything else. Like I said, I don't think we'll see a lot of this, mm -hmm. if any, but it's a requirement under state law. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and to be clear, it's, it's for, well, it's called the, the sacred community, so it would be for churches, not for parks. Correct. Things like that. that it, it has to be on the property that the religious use is on. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they can't go and buy a vacant lot somewhere and put these on there that isn't adjacent to the religious use. Right. Yeah. And basically it prohibits uh, places of worship that are renting. Correct. Um, Sir? You know, I think that um, you would have to, um, I think you have to have, I, if, if they don't have their own plumbing, they essentially have to be within 100 feet of the building. And that has to be 24 hours a day access. And 24 so hours a day access into it. So it, um, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty onerous. I was going to say, it seems like pretty specific. It is very specific. Yeah. Within 100 feet of the building, well, right. that's not far. <laughs> no, I mean, how many? You couldn't put very many or no. unless you're, you know, yeah. it'd have to be. Yeah. That, and as Dan mentioned, the additional parking for Correct. a volunteer and parking. Based on. 
parking for someone who's homeless if they have a car. Yeah, the shared the shared facilities must be within 100 feet door to door. So it's not it's not just any part of the building. It's door to door of where the access is has to be 100 feet okay. or less. It's even worse. Yeah, that's, that's really specific. Yeah. Worse. And Dan, just so I'm understanding this, it has to be like an actual tiny house. They just couldn't start popping up tents or. No, it has to. Okay. It has to be a structure. It has to be a structure. Perfect. Uh, built in accordance with American National Standards Institute Code 119.5. That's specific. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Well, so you just need a motion to. We need a motion to recommend the, approval. Okay. I'll make a motion to recommend approval of the uh, Sacred Communities Ordinance. I'll second the motion. Motion made, motion seconded. Mr. Buchholz, will you please take the roll? Commissioners Weyes? Aye. Hallahan? Aye. Delfs? Aye. Cobbs? Aye. Julian? Aye. Chair Hansen? Aye. All right, and now we get into our discussion on the commercial district use table. <laughs> uh, thank you, um, uh, Chair and members. The uh, City Council uh, requested the uh, Planning Commission review the use table for our commercial districts, um, particularly along our highway zoning corridors um, to, in an effort to enhance the city's economic and social vitality. Uh, the council wants to ensure the zoning code meets the city's land use goals, particularly to provide for a mix of commercial uses that provide goods and services to residents and that benefit from the city's proximity to major highways and roads. Um, so we, uh, we're proposing that the commission, uh, you know, uh, look at the uh, commercial land use table um, to familiar, you know, and I hope you did that um, during, uh, between when we sent out the packet and tonight um, for the C1, C2, and C3 zoning districts. Um, and then uh, we want to, um, you know, look at uh, uh, those. Uh, the community engagement component would be when we'd hold a public hearing on the ordinance, but, um, uh, we just just look through the code and you know we want to make sure that um, if there's something that isn't a great fit um, you know the, uh, for instance uh, the commission and the council agreed that additional car washes weren't needed so we deleted that as a permitted use within the code um, you know those are are conditional use so those are that's kind of an example of kind of what we're asking to go through so Yeah, I, I did review it, and I guess the thing that kind of that struck me was was more just the idea. I think in one of these sections is that you know just talking about walkable communities and sidewalk installation and stuff like that, and I guess I was just wondering a little bit about clarification on that. Is that what the council is trying to get us as the planning commission to envision is more sidewalks put in and 
I, I think that the based on the conversation the council had at this at a previous work session, I think they're really wanting the commission to focus on the use table. No. I guess the other the other thing, if you look on the uh, some of the some of the drawings, and this pertains to the to the use table, is just the idea of uh, with Highway 65 you know, splitting up the town and everything like that, is that it's it's a little bit hard. Well, I just referred to that that little strip wall across from <clears throat> the high V yeah. just down the street here yep. that it's pretty hard to access. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to go through the back yeah. around into it and then to get out of it is hindersome too. And they have the yeah. drive through with that caribou. Yeah. Yeah, I see and the, and basically there's really no no way that you can maneuver <laughs> Within that lot strip, that lot area, and then I mean the the other, the other things like uh, some of the retail or our uh, strip mall there by by the Super America that uh, back behind the Super America. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, we're on. This used to be, yeah. Now, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, putting businesses on highways just makes sense because for visibility of the business, and who wants to live on a highway? Well, yeah, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, uh, neighboring community has planted up a bunch of uh, apartment buildings right along the highway. <laughs> well, there's that, but I mean. I, yeah, I, I would rather not live on a highway. I'd rather live away from the highway for the noise and the traffic and everything else. And, and, and again, you want businesses to be located on these basic thoroughfares for visibility for the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so that just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I agree. It's just a, a matter of a, what I... I guess what I'm kind of driving at is limited access in terms of most of the major roads for Spring Lake Park that yeah. along most of the development strips that we would have the commercial right. commercial strips that we would have. Well, not only that, but big commercial buildings are a good uh, noise buffer too. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, keep that noise away from the residential areas. What action would are we supposed to take on this or just discuss it, Dan, or? I think the council wants the commission to discuss it to if there's a, if there's a certain type of business that uh, the commission doesn't feel is, is appropriate for a commercial district uh, to, you know, ask that that get removed or if there's something that looks overly broad and you want that clarified and, and more specific. 
uh, that um, that you would give staff direction and we would draft uh, an ordinance amendment that we would bring forward to the council. I guess I, I just had a quick question on under the uh, light industrial district where it said uh, uses in I-1 where automob automobile sales are uh, interim use. Is, is that something? That was something that was relatively new that was approved um, by the commission and, and the council so that we didn't have those auto sales run with the land that they ran with that specific business owner. And then, and then if, they, um, if, the, if the business owner changed hands, then we could relook at the, um, at the permit again. That was the company that did the high-end auto sales, right? The Tent Pros? Yeah. Is tint pros, yep, and they were. We did it as an interim use in that building. They're selling the cars, they're storing them inside, which is in compliance with our code. Uh, generally, uh, auto sales wasn't allowed in our industrial district. We we did improve uh, allow that, but we did it as an interim use so that in that specific building, that entitlement wouldn't stay with that building forever. It would be specifically tied to tint pros. So we create. We didn't have the interim use permit language in our code. We added that in there, and then, and then made that change regarding auto sales. That's something else that we have um, many uh, car lots, um, and the council addressed that by um, when we did the zoning code update by requiring all new lots after the date of the of the uh, zoning code adoption to be, all the cars have to be stored inside a building. There's no open sale lots allowed anymore in the city. Okay. Does anybody else have any comments or queries? Nothing stands out to me. Yeah, Is car wash still listed? I guess I don't see that. It's um it's auto and marine service parts and repair excluding wash. Excluding wash, <laughs> yeah, that's what that was the language on there, the excluding wash. Excluding wash, okay. It was, was the wash was allowed, and then we added the word excluding. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. And then that prohibited it from the, from the city. Okay. So every wash that this new Take 5, uh, Perfect 10, the gas station car washes, they're all legal non-conforming uses now.
Okay. Before we all doze off, looking at these pages. If you think of anything, um, let me know. Uh, then I can I can assemble a ordinance amendment, and then we can we'll have a public we can have a public hearing on that um, in February. Yeah. Well, I think. I, I think the list is is pretty comprehensive. I guess I just uh, I'm not quite sure, um, especially with remote work and everything like that that's taken hold. If there's that uh, if, uh, the there's going to be a different change in work workspace or commercial workspace. There was um, our last meeting in October. We also talked about how every city had to have like one cannabis legalization, blah, blah. You know, we were talking about that. Nothing like that is put in there. Like, where would that be allowed to be put in there? Like, That's something we're working on. We'll be working on this year later on once we get some guidance on the law from the Office of Cannabis sure. Management. So then it would fit into one of these categories once we get more information regarding it. Right. Okay. Yep. I just happen to see it on my notes from last. Yeah, they still have to hire a full-time person for the office of cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they haven't tried. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, oh, uh, and last thing, I just wanted to query Mr. Buckholz on the new car wash just down the street from Northtown Auto Sales there. What's the prognosis on that? Uh, is that I'll let um, the building officials speak on that. <laughs> Thank you, Chair. Uh, it's a good question, it really is, because uh, they have their final certificate of occupancy. Uh, they finished everything. But as far as the company, it is, it's still unknown. The, the contractor, Benson and Orth, who built it, didn't know. They had, at one point, all of Take Five's car washes red equipment, and then that, that one day was removed, and other stuff has now come in. So it's currently, it doesn't have much for car wash, how do I, it's missing a couple of kiosks and some car wash equipment. I would say it's 95% complete. Uh, all life safety is complete. Plumbing, electrical, mechanical has all been finaled out. It's in, it's in limbo currently. And uh, that's not just to us or you, or it, it's to the contractor. Is it liens, or do you know, or can you say it? No. I, okay. <laughs> if I knew, I would let you know, okay. but I, I, I'm not well, aware is, of who owns the, it. The reason I bring it up is because I was looking for the sign, and I was like, there's no sign out here? What? <laughs> Yep, because the, the vacuum equipment's installed and everything inside. There's a couple of minor sensors that need to be installed for water and stuff like that, but it, mm -hmm. currently unknown. <laughs> You'll know, I will know probably at the same time when we get a signed permit and it, it goes up. Well, don't worry, there's another car wash going up right by the old Piper up there, so there'll be, there'll be <laughs> right, car washes. This is a take five car wash. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I can't remember. It says maybe it's, I don't. I don't remember. Uh, then one other thing before we conclude is that um, 
the uh, the city council uh, has gotten uh, bids for the renovation of this building. Mm -hmm. That will be on the city council agenda for February 5th. We're anticipating the council will move, continue to move forward on that project. And then we will be moving our meetings probably starting either March or April. Excuse me. We'll be moving those over to the Able Park building at 8200 uh, Able Street. So we did a renovation of that building, so it's very nice. It's, um, it'll be a nice place for us to meet, but uh, we'll, the council will be moving over there as well as the commission and the park board and everyone, um, you know, all the public meetings will be moving over there until this place is um, complete. I suppose Eric and I can walk in. I can walk. Well, I can walk too. Too. You could too. Yeah, you're old. <laughs> <really easy. laughs> I'm not going to walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's a brief enough meeting, I can just incorporate it into my dog walk. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, thank you. <laughs> All right. With that, I would entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. So Second. Moved. All in favor, say aye. 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 We're adjourned.